Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, here, this is what uh, Glenn posted earlier this morning. Yeah. Is it on Instagram? I think it's. I believe it's on the gram. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I call it, the, the gram. gram. Yeah, because I want people to know. Because you're really in the know and you're really hip on the gram. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I'll just call it Insta. <laughs> really? And other times I'll call it the IG. You know, because I, because I, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I'm, I'm on the the TikTok as well. So make sure you check me out there on the. On <laughs> Are the, you on TikTok? On the, on the TikTok? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm an adult. So uh, Glenn uh, was on Instagram and he talked about I mean, because it's 20 years and two days ago he got married to Tanya, uh, and uh, we were there, uh, Pat, and mm-hmm. and and got to go to a wonderful hamburger dinner. Uh, right afterwards at a fast right. food joint. Um, and then two days after that, he moved to Florida and started to- his talk radio show. Uh, here's what he writes. He says, uh, 20th, it's, today's my 20th anniversary of doing talk radio. 20 years. In many ways, it seems like yesterday. In others, it seems like I've been doing it for a thousand years. A lot of that has to do with working with Jeffy. Uh, that part of it always seems a lot longer. It ages you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I've been blessed to work with some of the best people in all of radio. Stu, Pat, Dan, Jeffy, Sarah, just to name a few who've been with me the whole time, Pat, for 30 years next year. No, it's actually this year. It's this year? It's already 30 years, yeah. 30 years. A little hurt. I'm a little hurt that he didn't realize that. Our anniversary is coming up as well. And it... oh, my, oh, oh, gosh, Pat, don't cry. 30-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> so you started with him in Baltimore mm-hmm. in... 1990. 1990. That's, ah, yeah. that's a long yep. freaking time ago. It's amazing how this stuff happens. <laughs> it seems like it goes so fast. Yeah. Uh, Glenn writes, I cannot thank all of, the, uh, all of those who've crossed my path and made me a better broadcaster and man, as well as those we currently work with, uh, and make me sound better than I am. But truly, one of the top five greatest blessings of my life has been able to serve you, the audience, the greatest 50 million monthly Americans to ever come together as an audience. Tanya and I think of you as friends because, well, you are. I don't get to see you when, uh, when we hang out. But you are the most well-read, loyal, entrepreneurial, honest, and charitable audience I contend has ever been assembled in TV or radio. It's hard. I mean, a lot of that stuff is really hard to argue with. I mean, the charitable thing in particular. It. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the, the, the mm-hmm. way that this audience has stepped up for people in need over the years, and that's something that the audience never gets their due credit for. Mm-hmm. The media never fawns over all the millions of dollars this audience has given and to help people. This audience has literally given tens of millions mm-hmm. of dollars Incredible. for various causes. Tens of millions. Saving Christians in the Middle East, mm-hmm. stopping people from being uh, sex slaves, yeah, and sex slavery, back to uh, um, you know, tons and tons of veterans' causes, uh, you know, soldiers that have gone and been injured or killed, Food kitchens. families. Food kitchens. For homeless people. I mean. Across the board. Yeah. Children need. I mean, it's been really an amazing experience to see that actually happen because mm-hmm. we talk about how important, um, you know, charity is because we argue all the time that we want government to do less. You know, when Mercury One, his charitable organization started, that's what they used to use that tagline all, all the time. It was, uh, you know, if we want the government to do less, we need to do more. And this audience has taken mm-hmm. that uh, to heart in a, in a real way. Yeah. Um, Glenn writes, uh, Tanya and I think of you as friends. Oh, yeah, we already did that part. Let's see. Uh, you challenge me, he writes. Let me know when I am wrong, yet do something that just isn't in fashion anymore. Remain my friend even when we disagree. Thank you for allowing me to share your journey with you. It has been a great joy to make you laugh, cry, see something a new way, explore life and history, think out of the box, and stand shoulder to shoulder for the God-given rights given to all mankind by a loving creator. 
I know I am not good enough to have accomplished all that we have on my own. And I will agree with him. Oh, I mean, that's that probably the truest thing he, he even said. Yeah. The, 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 the whole I mean, it's not even. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it makes it sound like it could be close. Like he's almost no, good enough. Not he's not. Close. I mean, no. it's, it's a huge, massive <laughs> chasm. <laughs> between, or a uh, chasm. chasm. Ch- it's a chasm. <laughs> <laughs> Much of it was a blessing from God. The mistakes, however, were all mine. With that being said, please forgive me for not being with you today, as Glenn is not here, obviously, today. But he wrote this at 3.15 a.m. Eastern Time, and he had just landed in Connecticut. Late last night, Tanya got word that her father had been rushed to the hospital and we needed to be by his side. I hope to be back Monday, but we'll be gone Tuesday, as my daughter Mary is going in for brain surgery Tuesday at 7 a.m. Please pray for my family, and if I may ask for one more prayer, one of my best and dearest friends is facing a fierce battle for his life today. His name is Dom. Please pray for miracles and grace. See you soon. So Dom and Mary and Vinny and, and really, honestly, a lot of people, man, going on right now. It's, it's, it's been a tough few months for this sort of stuff. Um, wow. And uh, it, it's something that, you know, everybody has to deal with at some point. But, man, it's, it's, I feel like it's been a, just a wave of, 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 of real, you know, close-by tragedy and, and, and sadness in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And just, you yeah. know, obviously everyone has to go through that at some point, but... I know Glenn has had a real difficult time and has a lot going on in that area. And I know he really wanted to be here today. I mean, I, you know, he's 20, 20 years doing a show that started at 970 WFLA 20 years ago. Started off the first year of broadcast. I think he started in 18th place uh, in the ratings and then rocketed to 23rd place, <laughs> uh, which was great. But it was rocket. It was rocket. It was a rocket ride. Yeah. And, uh, and it's interesting because Pat, you know, in his morning show career, you know, he, he had some big stops, but uh, some, mm-hmm. you know, middling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't I, middling is a good word, I think, for what he's did until he mm-hmm. met up with you, right? And then had r- massive success massive. all the way up to outrageous number one. It was success. outrageous. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you know, he started in talk radio in 18th place, went to 23rd, then I joined him, and he went to number one. So I don't know huh. what the lesson is exactly there, huh. but I can tell you exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so we started off, think about this, in 2000, Glenn starts off mm-hmm. his first show in talk radio. Uh, it's, 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 he's struggling at the beginning. He's finding his, his way. I mean, Glenn's an incredible broadcaster, will someday be mm-hmm. in the Radio Hall of Fame, I'm sure, uh, and is you know, incredibly uh, gifted at what he does, even though maybe some days on this program you can't necessarily tell that. Uh, and But he starts off, and he's getting his kind of feet, getting his balance. Is this going to work as a talk radio host? Uh, mm-hmm. In Tampa, Florida, in 2000, when an election's going on, you may remember centered a little bit around Florida yep. uh, with hanging chads and such. So we were there for that election in Florida uh, about, uh, what was it, maybe 10 months later um, or eight months later, I guess it was. We went to, we were, got an offer to be nationally syndicated, start a new show. It was August 2001. You may notice Mm-hmm. One month before September, and it was going to start the next January, right? It, it was, was going to start at the beginning of the year, and then nine eleven happened. Yeah, and they moved up the launch, so we kind of like yeah. threw a network together, threw a show together. They, they didn't for some reason they didn't want to talk about relationship issues Not- <laughs> with whoever else was doing the show at that time. Yeah, they, during nine eleven, a little bit of a change up. Uh, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. we did that. I mean, we think of all the stuff that's happened, Pat. I mean, you go through the Iraq war, uh, you, the, the, uh, mm. the, uh, Kerry versus Bush election, which came down to Ohio. Yep. And we were out there with a giant waffle head, uh, going around telling, uh, you know, that's right. <laughs> mocking John, John Kerry. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had, uh, you know, the, the economic collapse, Katrina, 
you had uh, the Obama election and all of that crazy stuff. And, you know, in that period, you know, Glenn started his CNN headline news show and then onto the Fox News show with this, all that stuff with Van Jones and then the, the uh, mm. restoring uh, honor in Washington, D.C., hundreds of thousands of people gathering for that, all the restoring um, uh, events since. It has been a hell of a ride, a hell of a 20 years, man. It really has. And this audience has been there the yeah, entire time. Many, I mean, people I still hear from all the time who were listening those first days in Tampa. The, mm-hmm. sh- the fact that they stuck around through those days is a really something yeah it's a feat of strength in and of itself but to hang around for 20 years still listening to glenn i know he really legitimately appreciates it and you know we talk about this off the air all the time that this audience is is something special the fact that they've been Mm -hmm. able to do the things that they've been able to do you know the you know the 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 ways that we've been influenced by the audience over the years you know i'll never forget going we're doing the show in tampa back in this is the terry shivo days and um I was out at a, uh, a an all you can eat buffet because I guess there was a buffet <laughs> there was a buffet in Tampa that uh, threw out a big fat guy because he was eating too many crab legs and it was kind of a big local story. Mm-hmm. So we decided to get uh, ten of our fattest <laughs> listeners to go to this buffet and just gorge themselves to see if we could get kicked out. So that's what I was doing, <laughs> and Glenn was back taking calls on the local issue of the day, Terry Shivo. Um, and he was on the other side of it. He was on the side of like, ah, you know what? I mean, look, it's, I wouldn't want to live that way. Let her die. Uh, you know, the husband seems to want it, whatever. And he got a call from a listener, one of the last calls on the show, who said, you know, Glenn, I've been listening to you for a year, and this doesn't seem consistent with you at all. Like, have you actually thought about this, st- <laughs> this story at all? And it's funny because, you know, doing talk radio, especially when you hear it being done by others, you can tell when the people have actually thought out the issue they're talking about and it's not a hundred percent of the time uh, uh newsflash uh, a lot of times it's just you know there's a there's a little bit of rip and read going on occasionally in talk radio and he, I, I don't know he was being trying to be entertaining he was much more focused on this big buffet issue going on in town <laughs> <laughs> and and you know he's he stopped and he uh it really bothered him i remember him telling me about this as we went into the weekend you know, it really bothered me. Like, I I don't know why it, it seemed to, he seemed to connect. So he did something that I don't know that a lot of hosts do. He went home and actually took the caller's advice and thought about it. Mm-hmm. And he came back Changed the next mind. day on Monday and said, you know, I'm totally wrong on this. I, I, I blew this one. Mm-hmm. And instead of just letting the story die or uh, trying to massage it, and as I was saying on Friday, uh, <laughs> I'm on this side of it. He came out and just laid it out on the table. <clears throat> This yeah. is what happened. I was wrong. I didn't think about it enough. I let you down. Here's what the real, the, the truth is. And, you know, he wound up becoming very close to the, the Shibo family and uh, who really appreciated mm-hmm. his efforts. I mean, that was, a, that was a big story in Tampa long before it was a national story. Uh, and, you know, I think that's one of the things that sets Glenn apart, honestly, as a host, in that, like, he's willing to just come out here and just say, you know what, I totally blew that one. It's very rare in talk radio. You don't hear it a lot. You don't hear it. I mean, you certainly don't hear it from the media today. I mean, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have CNN, maybe Allison Camerata, who's probably the worst offender on this particular topic, to come out one day and say, you know what? I said to you 20 times on the air that the dossier was confirmed and corroborated by authorities. And you know what? I got to just tell you, I, don't, I, I really believed it at the time, but you know what? I was totally wrong on that. And you should know that I was wrong. And you should know next time I come out with something like that, it's okay to have questions because I blew that one. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? But she's, she'll never do that. You never hear that. She'll never do that. You do hear it from Glenn, though. 
Yeah. And when he does get something wrong, he he does really mm-hmm. try to I mean and, and that's something that is difficult to do for your ego. And it's something that a lot of broadcasters... It's counterintuitive, yeah, too. But tell you not to do. Any because, consultant yeah. would say, don't do that. Right, because you're don't supposed to be that. the ultimate authority. you got to be the authority. Right? Yeah. You know, don't mm-hmm. admit your, your, uh, your, your lack of perfection to the audience. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think that's what one of the things that we've loved about this show is that the audience is, you know, they're smart. They know, mm-hmm. they know you're not perfect. They're, they're human beings. Mm-hmm. And they also are not perfect. And we've been able to kind of go through 20 years of this together... And uh, hopefully, I mean, for Pat and I's sake, not too much longer because it really, I, I can't take anymore. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been, able, it's been an amazing ride. And, and I know Glenn yeah, really, really appreciates has. it and wants to be here. So he's gonna, we're going to go over some, he wants to, I know, talk to you about it as well. But on this day where 20 years ago, 970 WFLA launches this show, we appreciate not only their uh, affiliation with us, but all the stations and all the advertisers and especially the audience. It's been an amazing ride and hopefully a lot more. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. This is kind of interesting because uh, at Glacier National Park, the in Montana, the glaciers are melting. Uh, they put up some signs around the park to let you know that by twenty twenty. These glaciers are going to be completely gone. Mm. They've had those up since 2010 or a little bit before. Uh, by 2020, Wait. glaciers are gone. But it's, but it's, it's 2020 now. Right. right. And now that's why they're, they've removed the signs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oops. Because they're I... not just pristine meadows of grass. No. You no. Know, are there glaciers there? There are Pat. glaciers at mm. Glacier National Park. You know, the thing is, I, I grew up in Montana, so I've been to Glacier Park. I don't know how many times. We oh, used really? to go all the time when I was a kid. And in the 70s, when I was growing up, they would tell us, these glaciers are, are melting. They're going to be gone someday. Really? What is causing that? Well, back in the 1970s, they were ridiculous and provincial. And they didn't know about you know the CO2 that's killing us now. Oh. Back then, they said it was the sun. <laughs> What a, what a ridiculous what? answer. It can't be the sun. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> they would tell you back then. They told the truth. Uh, the glaciers have been melting, you know, for 20,000 years. They're, they were here during the Ice Age. And now some of the ice, as you see, is gone. And some of it stuck around. But eventually it will be melted. Well, now, you know, then, of course, because it was the politically correct thing to do, they decided it was global warming and the CO2 was melting the glaciers. When instead, what is happening, actually, on some of the biggest, uh, most popular glaciers that are there at the park, uh, one of them, the Jackson Glacier, has actually grown by 25% since... um, the last decade. Oh. 25% Now, is there a sign telling people that? <laughs> no, there no? isn't. No. 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 This goes back to what we were just talking about. Wouldn't it be great if the sign went up and it said, hey, here lies a sign. We've buried it here under this, under this memorial. Here lies a sign that used to stand here saying there wouldn't be any glaciers in 2020. We were totally wrong about that. And would just that be nice? To, again, again, like you just said. Just when admit you're wrong, it. just admit it. Admit it. They, it would give you so much more credibility. Yeah, and they will not do it. Instead, nope. they're just going to say these glaciers. I think they're putting up new signs that are saying, without a timeline now, 
the glaciers are going to melt away. Yeah. Like they're in, just taking the in time. In future away. generations, yeah. they say these glaciers will be gone. Well, yeah, they, they probably will because they've been melting for 20,000 years. They're going to continue to melt. And one day they will have all melted, no doubt. Uh, it's just part of the cycles of the earth. Uh, it's better than if the, the, if the ice age comes back yeah. and everything turns to ice. Yeah, one thing you you note when you look at uh, world and human history, you'd rather have it be too warm than too cold. Absolutely. It's a very consistent thing. Um, yes. And that's why even like the UN reports from the INC, IPCC will say, you know, for, for a time, you know, we'll, we'll scare you about all the global warming terrible things, but for a time, there's going to be a lot of positive things. They think for about 80 years, the net will be actually be positive because obviously well, yeah, things like extra growth of, of vegetation. Food. Um, Food will grow. Will grow. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, warm, more warm temperatures in areas that are currently cold and killing people. Um, <laughs> you know, you have you have uh, you know really cold stretches. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to get people to live through those times. Warm weather can suck, but it usually is not killing people. And if it is right. to that level, we have these things called air conditioners. Um, and I know those are evil CO2 spewing machines, but they seem to help. They save lives. Yeah, they do. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, again, this is another example where you'd have some more credibility if you just admit when you're wrong. It would be nice. You're listening to Glenn. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, Paul Krugman. New York New York Times columnist, mm. a, a guy who's a big believer in uh, Keynesian economy, uh, economics, economics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. a guy who's a big believer in climate change, a guy who hates everything conservative. Uh, apparently, he's been hacked. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Russians? It had to be the Russians, uh, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably the Russians. Yep. That's what um, they do. Yeah, that's what Russians. they do. They go right after these economists mm-hmm. all the time like this and load child pornography on their computer. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, I hadn't mm-hmm. heard about that happening yeah. previously in a- any instance. I haven't either, but mm-hmm. I know that's what they do. Oh, okay. Uh, because uh, he says, he's he tweeted out, well, I'm on the phone with my computer security service, and as I understand it, someone compromised my IP address and is using it to download child pornography. Uh, uh-oh. 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 <laughs> That's, that was my thought. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Paul. Are you just getting out in front of something? Or maybe he was hacked. I don't know. But it's strange, mm. isn't it? I mean, who announces that? So why are you telling us about this? If your computer was hacked, we didn't even know about it. Uh, nobody was talking about the fact that there was child porn on your computer. What are you telling us about it for? Right. You think you talk to your <laughs> computer security uh, You'd people. think so. Right. And maybe they would report it to the FBI mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, Krugman has been very critical of Donald Trump for not reporting uh, meetings and contacts to the FBI. Sure has, hasn't he? Uh, so I assume that he was going to do that right away. Right away. Right away. But this He did is... say the New York Times is on it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so the mm-hmm. New York Times is looking into his it. employer. Uh huh. His employer with a with a vested interest in protecting his reputation. It's they're on interesting. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on it. That's good to hear. Uh, that's good so... to hear. And you know, look, the, the New York Times has never shown any uh, any possibility of protecting 
uh, it's uh, people that have done things uh, that are incredibly Shady wrong, or illegal. Or, uh, yeah, from no, never from uh, all sorts of different scandals to plagiarism to defending the Nazi regime. Uh, there's a there's a good amount of. Uh, uh, stuff <laughs> yeah. over the years yes. they've allowed to go through there I, this is it is interesting i mean if you are in that spot because this is kind of on the level of um who's the musician that was he i didn't he say he was, he was researching a book that pete they, townsend from he, the who they've they found him with child yeah. porn he's like researching a book uh, about child porn <laughs> really yeah yeah i think it did turn out though that he was researching that he a was book. researching a book that's what you go with i, I think, think yeah that's yeah. i think the answer i don't think you tweet to everybody no I hey guys yeah Look out. I, I don't know if he's just trying to get out ahead of something. Um, or, you know, maybe somebody really did hack his computer. I, will, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I hesitate I to say any words of defense to Paul Krugman. Because I know, he's, he's such a an, terrible human being. Yes, he is. And uh, would never, ever acknowledge that someone on the conservative side... No, if this was Glenn, right. oh, you yeah. think he'd give him... Instant, you know... A half a second worth of uh, pause? Not even. No. Not even. No. I will say, though, and Glenn has talked about this a, a decent amount, you can expect things like that, a real hack, um, if this is real, you can expect things like this to happen more and more often, <laughs> mm-hmm. particularly as they target public individuals. I mean, this is the conversation about deep fakes that we've had many times. As, you know, this has happened in other countries already around elections where politicians will be, you know, digitally altered to say things they didn't say. And even though, like, you know, maybe the the educated people who follow politics, you know, an audience like this that's listening to, to you know, talk radio and understands and follows these, these things all the time, they might not fall for it Yeah. Uh, at this point because, you know, there's, it might still be flawed. You can tell that's inconsistent with other things that people have said. But, you know, there's a large portion of... of of the populace that will cast a vote and literally know nothing about these candidates. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, no they doubt They know nothing about it. about it. All they do is watch Kardashians all day. Yep. And, uh, you know, maybe they heard Kanye talk about it one time, but that's about it. So for those people, mm-hmm. they may be fooled. And it's happened in, in other countries where manipulated videos have led to riots, to murders. Right. Um, in, <clears throat> and the in the Indian technology is so good mm-hmm. now. I mean, look what they did with, with uh, Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Did you? Yeah. I thought that CGI was unbelievable. Yeah, with her, and she's through the whole movie. She's been dead for what three years? I had no idea. Like completely gone for three years. Mm-hmm. This is all CGI. So both her her image and her voice mm-hmm. simulated, and you, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I, and you know, you look. People are going to believe this. You know, we have. Um, we just went through this sort of Me Too situation where, you know, the the tagline for the left for much of that was women have a right to be uh, believed. And that's, of course, not the, the legal standard and should not be the moral mm-hmm. standard either. You don't have a right to be believed. You have a right to be taken seriously. You have a right for, yeah. to be heard out if you have an accusation, of course. And mm-hmm. you should get justice if something happened. But that is a, it's a different line than wanting, you know, the right to be believed. But you look at these sorts of situations where the average person would say, there's no way someone could get on my computer and download child porn, therefore this guy must be guilty. And that is the most direct line to the probable truth, right? (laughs) Like, you know, it's probably in most cases. It's It's more likely that you did it yourself. Right. But when you talk about big public figures, it gets less likely. You know, I think think a lot of times with the, the Me Too situation as they went on, 
you know, a lot of people, when you, there'd be this, a lower non-public figure and a, you know, like a, a, an executive, you don't know their name at some company and they get charged with, with, uh, sexual harassment. It's much easier for the mind to believe that as opposed to someone like, let's say like Donald Trump, right? Where everyone understands Donald Trump was accused of sexual harassment by what? Two dozen women, mm-hmm. but everyone understands there's a massive motivation to say bad things about Donald Trump. And who knows what's true and what isn't, but you have to enter that conversation with a level of skepticism because we all know, we all know people wanted to take out Brett Kavanaugh, right? Mm-hmm. All it takes is one person to say something with no facts and we're supposed to get rid of this guy. Yeah. There's too much motivation. There's too much motivation to take him out. And it's difficult for the American people, I think, you know, sensibly to take that seriously because you don't know for sure uh, whether the motivation is real. And when we come into this with with public figures um, going through, you know, weird sort of scandals with hacking and deep fakes and all this other crap, that's going to increase as AI becomes more prominent. You're telling me that, you know, the Russian government, the Chinese government, uh, the North Korean government, who is, you know, supposedly able to hack Sony and release other emails. uh, Iran is known for their cyber attacks. At some point, someone's going to be able to pull this off and it's going to be believable to people. And Mm -hmm. it could sway an election. It could ruin lives. All of this is possible. So you have to allow for the possibility that. Krugman is just an idiot in tweeting about his uh, about actually being hacked with child porn. There are other possibilities as well. <laughs> yes, that that are worth considering in yes, that particular are. case. Yes, there are. Hmm. I mean, this has happened with uh, you know, it's because <laughs> if you're left enough, usually you get away with these things, right? Like you could be mm-hmm. you could you, know, you could be bathing yourself in child porn and get away with it if you if you if you like taxes high enough. <laughs> That's kind of the way the policy works. Well, there's this one guy, uh, George Luber. And the name's a bit unfortunate, but he's a, George Luber. He was a, a top uh, climate expert with the CDC, and he became a face of the how evil and anti-science the Trump administration was. See, what happened was the Trump administration came into power, and they said, "You know, we don't want we don't want to know anything about the climate. We don't want the truth. We don't want science." That's what they did. Mm-hmm. And this guy got thrown out of, of his position as a top climate expert with the CDC because he was going to take it to the man. He was going to say, you know what? CO2 is bad. You know what? You got to stop driving those cars. They, they, these bastards in the coal industry. You, I, I'm going to speak truth to power. And what did Trump do? Fired him because he didn't want to hear that his beloved oil companies were guilty mm-hmm. of these environmental mm-hmm. crimes. Protecting ExxonMobil, mm-hmm. Chevron, exactly. Shell. Mm-hmm. So two years have gone by since this happened, and he became a, a big cause celeb of the, of the left, where they praised this guy as the guy who would speak truth to power. Two years have gone by, and now we're starting to learn the facts around his departure. Um, going through uh, BuzzFeed, actually, reported this to, to give them some credit, because a lot of left-wing media wouldn't report this, I don't think. They went through a thousand pages of emails, calendars, text messages, sworn statements, eternal, internal CDC documents, and recordings, as well as interviews conducted by BuzzFeed News. Um, what they have found is five separate women who ha- were accusing him of either harassing behavior or sexually harassing behavior, um, offensive behavior that they complained about. He was apparently a very uh, bad boss and had everyone there pretty much hated his guts because he treated everybody like crap. And these allegations are really the reason 
why, according to BuzzFeed, that they that he was kicked out. Not the uh, I'm a climate, uh, you know, I'm a climate activist and I'm saving the planet. It was that he was, you know, abusing uh, allegedly uh, many of his underlings. And where did he learn that? Donald Trump. <laughs> That's right. He didn't do it before the Trump administration. No, right? right? And then he went right into it as soon as Don got the job. Donald Trump. <laughs> yep. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> they will find a Rachel Maddow will be on TV with that exact model on yes, tonight. Yes, she will. <laughs> Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn. We hope he's back Monday. Had a family emergency late last night. And uh, we're... we're, we're we have him in our, our prayers as well as uh, his family and uh, friends around him uh, as uh, they're trying to figure out uh, a couple of serious things, but we hope uh, they turn out well and we'll be back here on uh, on Monday. Uh, interesting story. One of the strangest stories I think I've ever read. This is um, it's come in, in, in Washington State talking about a public notification meeting uh, for the placement of a sexually violent predator uh, at a group housing facility. Um, locals uh, didn't necessarily like the idea of a sexual predator who may be violent uh, in his in their midst in their community, which is somewhat mm-hmm. normal. Uh, Understandable. He's in his late sixties. Yeah. This guy, and they went through um, some of the violations he had of policy at the group home he was at, and they were trying to get him kicked out. Um, some pretty recently, as far as uh, at least uh, October, November of twenty nineteen. The list includes uh, discontinuing uh, a prescribed medication, which is a violation of a direct court order, uh, f- failing to follow staff directives, contact with a minor, failing to comply mm. with GPS monitoring requirements, displaying of unsafe, aggressive, and intimidating behavior towards other staff members of the group home, and possession mm. of unapproved material. Um, and then... In parentheses, it outlines the uh, the material that was unapproved. It says, uh, possession of unapproved material, parentheses, possession of a book about Glenn Beck. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, so the guy was, he was reading about Glenn, again. <laughs> apparently, and that's not allowed? I have so uh, many questions. Yeah. there's. First of all, I am... <clears throat> Going to go, mm. and it is written specifically this way, a possession of a book about Glenn Beck, not by Glenn Beck. So, I don't know, maybe it was one of these, there's a, uh, there's a large swath of books by liberals uh, criticizing uh, Glenn, so it could potentially be that, or who knows? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> we, do, we don't screen the people who buy the books, who knows? Uh, but beyond that, why would a book about Glenn Beck be... Material that is unapproved, like it's a violation essentially of his parole, or it's a violation of his ability to live in a particular home because because Glenn Beck appears <laughs> on a book. <laughs> that is a really weird story. Yeah, it is. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I I know we have huge numbers in prisons all across America listening to this program. Is that true? Or do you guys did they try to take your Glenn Beck books away? Because. <laughs> That's sad. That's huh. sad. I mean, you the one moment of enjoyment uh, for all of these horrible, uh, hardened criminals around America. Just want to read a book about Glenn Beck, and they can't <laughs> do it now. So it's a good story for the 20th anniversary of the Glenn Beck program. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a, an interesting ride, and I don't think I saw it ending with a story about how uh, 
violent sexual offender was reading a book about Glenn. That's <laughs> it's a weird world you're in. Uh, I will say Glenn may want to uh, get a security people to make sure they understand uh, if this guy is uh, a threat of any sort. Because if you're reading an anti-Glenn Beck book and you've gone through this uh, situation, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to know. If it was an anti-Glenn book, I don't think it would be not approved. I think it'd be fine with that. Oh, really? Yeah. You think? think? Yeah. I well, think it's probably a pro-Glenn Beck book. I mean, book, it could be one why. of these things in a group home where they're <laughs> saying, like, all these people living together, we want to cause fights, so no politics, you know, uh, no, maybe. It, it could be something like that. Maybe. You know? Yeah. But either way, yeah. uh, you're right. Like, usually, because we get calls all the time. We're like, hey, I was trying to go on the on glenbeck.com, and it's just blocked. You know, my company or my library or my school is blocked. Glenbeck.com is an offensive site. It's like, look, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of pictures of Glenn, and those are offensive to many. But <laughs> generally speaking, it's just the news site. Generally speaking, he is fully clothed. Yeah, so, and 70, 80% you know, of the pages. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's that one section that, you know, mm-hmm. I, that I would block that one section. <laughs> uh, but that's that's behind a paywall. you got to pay extra to get that. Uh, all right, well, we'll uh, see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.